0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Balanced Dietitian podcast. Today is a special episode because today is our 100th episode. One zero zero. I cannot believe that we're already at the hundredth episode. And I'm so excited that you're here along with me for the ride. So if this is your first episode that you're listening to, it will be a little bit different today because today we'll do a style. Um, whereas all the other episodes are all about food, body, and mind. But before I get into the questions that were submitted. I wanted to say thank you to all of you guys listening here every week. I started this podcast like two years ago now with the goal of creating a platform where we could have these conversations around food, body, and mind from an anti-diet perspective. I wanted us to be able to redefine what is health, what is wellness, for us to start dismantling diet culture and You know some myths that diet culture has has taught us through growing up in this society. I really wanted it to be a place where people who have similar expertise or experiences or point of views could connect on different topics, and I think that we did a really great job at doing that. Right, with all the guests that we've had and the conversation, and I'm so excited to be able to continue to offer this podcast every week. This has been again. Such a cool thing um, for me to do. And I hope that you really enjoy this podcast. I hope that this has been something that has been helpful um, to you, valuable to you. And I know I've received quite a bit of reviews and messages in the last couple of months, just letting us know how much the podcast has meant to you. So if you're one of these people, thank you so, so much for reaching out, for letting me know. Um, This podcast is definitely a passion project. It's something that I do because I love. It's not something that I mean we're paid for or anything like that, but it's really just about this impact piece. I want to make sure that we're able to spread this anti-diet message. I want to make sure that we're able to just have these types of messages more accessible to all right and I think podcast is such a perfect platform for that because it's free it's shareable people can listen in from different experts across all different domains so again if you've been listening I want to say a huge thank you I'm so grateful for you if you've shared my podcast if you've rated the podcast if you've left me a review I appreciate you so much. And you are part of this mission, which is so cool. Like, Our goal is to spread the anti-diet message. And every time that you listen, every time that you share, that you rate, that you review, you are part of that overarching goal too. So I want to say thank you. I'm so appreciative of you. I know life is crazy and we could do a ton of different things all of the time. So the fact that you listen to this podcast weekly is just such a blessing. So all of the feels out of the way. Now in this podcast, we wanted to do something a little bit different. What we wanted to do was Q&A style. So I posted on my stories um, and asking you about different questions that you may have for me so that's what we're going to go through today i've had a bunch of questions personal business nutrition all of the things and we're going to go through those questions today if you have a question that i haven't answered if you're like oh i wish you would have like talked about this or talked about that please send me a message and i'll be happy to do it um, at another time so please don't hesitate to send me any messages um, that you may have. I love to do these Q&As. And if this is something that you guys like, we may bring that in every month. Maybe we'll do like a listener's Q&A. All right, let's get started with the question. Two of them. One is why did you start your business and why, how did you create and cultivate the bounce practice? So I kind of knew I wanted to have my own business one day. I think that's something that when I was doing my undergrad in nutrition, um, I started, so let me back up. I started my, my like career, I guess my education in psychology. Um, at that time I didn't know really what I wanted to do. And then after having an eating disorder, I went into nutrition and my goal initially was to be able to fill in that gap where I was like, Oh my God, like food to me is so, you know, it's emotionally loaded. There's so much behind it. Uh, I really don't believe that we can speak about food without talking about psychology and our mindset like I I, I don't think so (laughs) in my perspective Um, so to me being able to bridge that gap being able to talk about all these things was really important and at that point I did not see anywhere where I could use those skills and use my approach and a lot because I mean dietetics is still very weight centric and also it's very clinical, right? You're either doing like clinical in a hospital, or you may be doing like um, manager, which I was like a supervisor for a food service for two years. And I mean, great, but also not my life's passion. But that being said, um, that's why I wanted to have my business. So I wanted to have something that was mine where I could show up the way that I wanted to, right? And for me, this piece of like, and I think I like slowly evolved into the anti-diet. Like at first it wasn't fully anti-diet, but it was like very much like, you know, the psychology behind food and understanding like our patterns and all of these things. And eventually it became a lot more like my values became much stronger and a lot more aligned. And I was, you know, as I got educated and understood more what anti-diet actually meant and went inclusive, all these things. Um, then it made even more sense, right, to to have this business. Um, So the business started with just myself um, and just doing one-on-one, supporting clients, um, and then eventually grew to a team. So now we are eight people on the team. We are five dietitians, two psychotherapists, and a social worker. Um, And yeah, and then we have like a media or social media creator and a podcast editor and all of these different things um but that's how we started like we started with me and then we're my I mean the team is the best and they are like there are episodes with them if you want to go listen out to those episodes like the team behind the balance practice is goals like chef's is the best um super fortunate to have such amazing people behind the practice um yeah so that is how we started and the big why was really I think to have something that was Um, kind of my own but I think more so being able to have a space where I could practice in the way that I wanted to and I did not feel at the time that there was any place who did what I wanted to do at that time I mean private practice I think now is starting with COVID becoming a little bit popular it wasn't really that popular when I started and then also, there wasn't a lot of anti-diet weight inclusive people out there. So I think that's where like the want to do that came from. And that's where, yeah, I started um, actually my last my last two years in nutrition. So the program is four years. The last two years, I was also taking business courses um, from Toronto. So that was also <laughs> a lot. But I think that piece of like I knew I wanted to have a business that started very, very young for me. Um. All right. Next question is, when did you decide to let go of weight loss as your goal? Oh my God, this one is like so juicy. Honestly, it took a little bit of a while for me. Um, And I think as it does for a lot of my clients as well. I always wanted to lose weight since I remember being 10 actually you know what my first memory of my body was actually when I was five and I was like I'm picturing it right now at my mom's place I was with my sister and we were looking in the mirror and I like lifted my shirt to show her my stomach and I was like I have such a big stomach and I mean we were kids right And was like, oh yeah yeah you do and I was like oh okay like I have a big stomach and like that's something that like stuck with me Um, And then like little instances, I remember being 14 years old and I told my mom, it's such a weird, vivid memory. I was like, you know what my favorite part about myself is? And she's like, what? I'm like my wrists because my wrists are the smallest part of my body. So I already had this idea that like being smaller was better. Like it was my favorite because it was smaller. Like I was too big. I didn't want to be that size. So I think throughout, I mean, er, like um, early teens, all my teenage years, actually, like weight loss had always been on my mind. It was always something I was looking to do. I was very dissatisfied with my body. I always felt like the biggest friend. Like, I think it just felt, um yeah, it was really heavy. And getting into university, same thing. And then I started to have this mentality of, like, you know what? Like, I don't think I'll ever be skinny. Like, with the bodies that I have. I don't think I'll ever be able to be thin. So I'm like, you know what I'm going to do instead? I'm going to be like the most fit person ever. And I think that's where like, I started to get a little bit more like disordered in that sense. But this is just all to say that like weight loss and changing my body had always been on my mind for years, like over a decade. Um, So it was really difficult to make that switch. So it happened for me very progressively. So at first it was just like a, I cannot have this as my main goal right now. It's still there. It's still on the back burner, but it cannot be my main focus because whenever it's my main focus, it led me to engage in disordered eating behaviors. I'm like, okay, it cannot be my main focus, but I can have it as a back focus. I can have it as like, you know what? I'm hoping though that the outcome of doing this will still be weight loss, but it won't be my main focus. And I think that for me, that's how it needed to be. Um, I'm, sometimes a null or person but like progression is something that i strive more off like being able to add a little bit or whatever so for me that's how it started and it probably took a few um a few years honestly for it to completely be off my mind to completely be off like no my body does not need to change and not just like not being able to change but or does not need to change but also being okay of like if my body gains weight then what because right? I also did not want to put myself in a box of like, okay, I no longer want weight loss, but I cannot gain any weight or else I will feel the worst. Right, I didn't want to build this new condition around the size that I am today. Because let's be honest, our bodies are going to continue to change. I am now 30 years old. My birthday was a couple of weeks ago. Um, my body's going to change again. The body that I have today will be different when I'm 40, 50, 60. So I did not want to have that condition. And even that took time too, right? Of like accepting my body at all forms and accepting like what I actually have control over and what I don't have control over. And that to me was really, really helpful of what if I took away the notion that I controlled my body weight? What if I didn't control my body, but instead I controlled my thoughts and how I felt and my actions? And that was a huge shift for me. So I think like that is a big piece that like, for me, it was not all or nothing. It wasn't one day I decided that weight loss was no longer a thing that I wanted to do. I think it was progressive. And I think for a lot of my clients, it's the same thing. And I know like some people will say like, you know, you shouldn't say put weight loss on the back burner. You shouldn't say that that's something we'll get back to because it sets people for false hope. And I get that. And I think it's a really big jump. I think it's a really big jump to go from you've been wanting weight loss all your life and telling yourself you should have weight loss. You've been telling yourself all of your life that that is what you need to be successful. And now I'm telling you, you shouldn't want that anymore. Like, I don't think that's a fair ask either. Um, So I think giving yourself the time um, and I know you didn't ask for you particularly, but just for anybody listening, if you're struggling with this idea of letting go of weight loss, I think giving yourself time and maybe starting to do some of those shifts of like, and what if I focus on what I can control? What if I focus on these other things? What if weight loss is on the back burner? What if it's not a goal this year, right? Like start small, I think is the best way to go. Um, And I mean, maybe your personality, you're like all in like F weight loss. I'm not going to do that anymore. And if that's your personality, like amazing. But I think it's just like, being able to see where you are at and making that choice for yourself is also very empowering, right? Like don't not do it because whatever, like do it because like, how does it feel for you? Could you imagine not pursuing weight loss anymore? What would your life be like right now if you just felt good? And I think those are questions that really, put things into perspective so those might be really good ways to start to just start like allowing yourself that like braid space and allowing yourself to do things a little bit differently and I think that can be extremely extremely helpful Um, and to this day right now like weight loss has not been a goal of mine for many 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 years I have not weighed myself in many many years um again because I don't feel the need to like It's just not something that I feel I need to do. It's not something that's going to tell me anything about me in general. Um, Yeah, I think it's just being able to start having other goals and attach your value to other things as well, right? Like if your value is attached to your ability to lose weight and you take that away, then that's a big jump too. So allowing yourself to have maybe other things that you're able to do, other things that you're wanting to... um, Yeah. To do instead. Okay. Next question. How long have you been with Anthony? Yeah. So Anthony is my fiance, soon to be husband. We're going to get married this summer, which is super exciting. Um, And also let me know if you want me to do a podcast episode on like planning a wedding, like anti-diet way, because holy shit, there's so much messaging around. Anyways, whatever you guys know, wedding industry is, is so intense. Um, but yes, yeah, so Anthony, um, back to him. <laughs> We've been together now for seven years. We met in 2013. Um, but at that point is when I started to have my eating disorders. So the first two years of a relationship, we weren't like we were on and off, it wasn't really consistent. Um, and the biggest reason was the fact that one, I got into law school, but two, um, I had an eating disorder, and I wanted to do the recovery process mostly by myself. Like I, I needed time. I needed time to process what was happening, um, and all of that stuff. So, um, we officially started to date in two thousand fifteen. So, yep, it's been it's been a little while. It's been a little while, um, and now we're getting married this summer, which is really exciting. Okay, next question. Um, what are your tips for starting a private practice? That's a really good one too. Um, I think a few things. Um, One, doing your research. (laughs) If you hire a coach, awesome. But if not, doing your research and like what it actually takes to have a private practice. Um, I honestly feel like private practice is really awesome and it's not for everyone. Um, I think sometimes, I don't know if this is like the 2022 vibe of like, Everybody wants to be an entrepreneur and hustle and do all of the things. and it's hard. It's really, really hard to have a business. And um, so I think that's one thing to put in perspective. is not everybody? Shouldn't necessarily have a private practice, but if you do, and if that's not something you want to do, like 100% behind you, I think it's really awesome. Uh, but doing your research, I think that's part that's going to be really important, like understanding, like with your college, depending on where you are, what are things that are required? Like, I think getting the legal side of things, like, figured out. Um, I think as dietitians, like, we are healthcare providers, we're not just like random coaches. So, there are quite a bit of like regulations behind um, having a private practice that you need to take into account. Um, And then finding your niche, like who, who is the people that you can help? Like who are, who are the people that you can help? Who do you love to help? I think that was another thing too, is that at first, like I wanted to do so many different, like different types of people, like sports nutrition is still one of my like loves, but I love eating disorder by that. I mean, supporting folks with eating disorders um, or having a good relationship with food. Like, I think that's where I really strive Um, But I think that's the the thing right like what do you love and what are you good at and mixing those two together. Um, Because I think when you are a generalist I really think it's harder and you can't be as good in any of the spheres. So I think picking one thing that you really love to do is going to be really, really helpful in order to grow. Um, And I mean, maybe not everybody agrees with that like some people will see everyone and if you need to do that at first cool. Um, but I honestly feel like if you're able to specialize in one thing, right. Cause like for me, for example, like I now have the confidence to say, like, I am an expert when it comes to food relationship. I know my shit when it comes to food relationship, when it comes to eating disorders, when it comes to having a great relationship with food, like that is where I strive. But if I were to do everything, like everything that we can do with nutrition, like I would not be able to say that confidently. So I think that that's one thing that is going to be really important. Um, And then also, if you have the ability, like you can also get a mentor. So I actually never had a um, coach for my private practice when I first started, like the first two years and a half, I just went with it, but I did have a lot of business um, experience. And I think that's really helpful, to be honest, like to understand how to run a business because we're not taught that in school. Um, So yes, I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, I used to offer clinical mentorship, but now, I mean, I'm focusing so much on growing my team that it just hasn't been a thing, but there is a lot of really awesome dietitians out there who do offer, um, clinical mentorship. So that's something that you can look at as well. Um, all right. What is your favorite food? Ooh, such a good question. I feel like every category has a favorite, like breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack. Like there's one thing that I love for each, but like all time favorite, I probably would have to say that it's sushi because I can probably eat sushi every day, all the time, especially if, like the fish is like fresh, fresh, like fresh, fresh fish, like mm, really hard to beat for me. Like I really love fish. Um, so I think that would be like my favorite. Yeah. Oh man, there's so many things though. <laughs> I'm like, I'm really into bagels right now for breakfast as well. Like that has been on my top. Like I really enjoying that as well. But that's the best thing about food freedom is that you get to refine your favorites, which is so cool. And like your actual favorites. Like I used to think I loved donuts when I was restricting. I'm like, oh my god, donuts are the best. Like they're so great. And I'm like, I. Actually, do not like donuts, but it's only because I was so restrictive that everything that was like highly palatable felt like the best foods ever. So I think that's a really cool thing too, to allow yourself that like time to be able to just kind of like do that. Okay. What are your goals in the next two years? Oh my God. Those are like juicy questions, guys. Um, I feel like in different Um, zones i have different goals so for example for this podcast we definitely want to keep growing the podcast we want to spread our mission we want to spread the anti-diet message the podcast is something we want to lean more into um business wise i mean the team is doing really well like we really are focusing in when it comes to the private practice side of things um we're really focusing on becoming um the go-to for eating disorder across Ontario. like we are very much um getting very deep neat, deep into like ED care and creating like an innovative, innovative. Oh, I can't say that word. Innovative. Innovative. New ways. I'm going to say new ways, <laughs> creating new ways that we get to support folks with eating disorder and just like really, yeah, stepping it up in terms of like quality of care and stuff like that. So I think that's a big thing for us is really getting to that place Uh, but also we're creating things that are more accessible too so if you listen to the podcast last week or the week before you know that we've created like a food freedom club which is like a low-cost membership so we're really trying to mix this piece of like having a lot of accessibility to this information hence also the podcast like making sure that we're able to make things accessible, offer support to people, but then also being able to have like really high quality care for folks who need that more, um, intense care in terms of support with, with eating disorders. So all across the board, I think like, we're just going to be refining your services and just like, yeah, showing up for you guys. Like that is our ultimate goal. Like we want this world to be free of diet culture and everybody have good food relationships. Like if we can get to like people having good food relationships and good body image, like we are doing our job and that's what we want to do. And then for personal life, honestly, I would love to travel. Um, I feel like that's everybody's response post COVID Uh, Anthony and I have not yet to travel together. So that is our goal for the summer Um, potential honeymoons. Um, But traveling is something I'd love to do a little bit more of. And I'm, Forever and always working on my own work life balance. Um, when it comes to food, I got it nailed down. Relationship to food, balance with food, with health, all that things. Boom, got it. When it comes to my work life balance, it is something that I'm continuously working towards. And um, it's so hard when you just like adore what you do and you just want to show up all the time. So, definitely working a little bit more towards that as well. All right. Okay. My cousin asked, How cool are you? I would say, like, pretty much a 10 out of 10, but up for debate. Debate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. And then, last question. I love this. These are definitely like for people who are listening to podcasts. What does balance mean to you? Love that. See, for me, like when I first came up with like the balanced dietitian, the balanced practice, it was all about the balance between nutrition and psychology that like in my perspective, like we do need to have all of it. And now I think like that has evolved, you know, like when it comes to like our relationship with food, like the balance of like what we love and our intuition and how we feel and our thoughts, like to me, balance is allowing like everything to fit and always tuning in and checking in. Like for me, as long as I'm connected, as long as I feel aligned, I will always be in balance. And that can look like different, you know, every day can look different in terms of what is my balance today? What do I need today? What will fill my cup today? But as long as I'm checked in, as long as I'm tuned in, as long as I put me first, um, and by that, I mean, just like my own checking in, (laughs) Um, I'm always in balance. And I think that that's the coolest thing about balance is that it's personal, it's flexible, it changes all the time, but we get to find our own balance every time. And I love, love that. All right, my friend, thank you for celebrating 100 episode with me, if you want to gift me something, if you want to celebrate even more with me, I would love, love, love if you took the time to rate the podcast leave a review and share this podcast with a friend if you're able to do those three things for me today man i will love you forever and i'm so so grateful for you again i'm so pumped that we are we are on this journey together and there's just more good things to come on this podcast for you guys so please do not forget to take 60 seconds today to go to your app store rate review this podcast let us know what you love most like what let us know what you want to learn about, like we are doing this for you, for our community and making sure that we're increasing access to these messages every week. On that note, my friend, I hope that you have the best day and we will see each other or you will hear me talk (laughs) next week. All right, my friend, we'll talk later.